Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I am your host this week, Claude9, and I'm here with some of the greatest, some of the most exciting and fun and thought-provoking co-hosts that we have on this show, starting off with the fluffiest of all of the Whimsicots. Hello, everyone. And the sharkiest of all the Finnegans. Hello! So welcome to the Puckle Podcast. This is episode, I think, 634 or something like that. I know Thatch doesn't like to always throw it in there, but (laughs) we're close enough to that range. Thatch, unfortunately, could not be here today. Scheduling issue um, with traveling and whatnot. So we are here today to talk about any and everything. But first, what have you guys been up to? Pokemon, not Pokemon? Well, okay, so... The closest thing to Pokemon that I have been doing is, does using elemental summons in Baldur's Gate 3 count? Because... (laughs) (laughs) Ish. (laughs) Ish. You're summoning creatures. If you give them names, yes. Okay. (laughs) No, so I I finished it last night. The credits just stopped rolling a couple of hours ago. And I loved it. It was great. I really, like... Did not expect the game to be that complex or that appealing, <laughs> even though I had heard that it was complex and appealing. So <laughs> yep. I'm very satisfied. All I have left in the game is the is I think the final fight or final fight or two or something like that. Left. Yeah. I'm like, All right. Well, I'll eventually get to this, and it's been like two months now, and I haven't touched it. Yeah. No. It's been it's been two months of my life that it just ate up. Like I. Looked at my gameplay time, and I looked at how many weeks that was over, and it was essentially a part-time job for the past couple of months, so I'm very happy that I've finally finished it. It ate my brain, (laughs) which is, that was not a joke related to the plot of the game, but, uh, well. (laughs) (laughs) No, my wife... Like went through the entire game and is like has started a second campaign now because Ooh. like I want to do all the things I didn't do the first time. Fair, like a different character. So mm-hmm. she's now playing through it a second time and it's like, all right, well, I've lost her again for a couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> De- definitely. Yeah, yes. no, that game is that kind of game for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's the fun part about it, though. Yeah, but I need to get back to my other hobbies. Like this is this was really nuts. Like, it was a nice break. Yeah, it was a nice mm-hmm. break, which I needed for several reasons. But now I need the break from the break, you know? 
Oh, of course. Absolutely. And, and Shark, what have you been up to? I've been doing a couple different things Pokemon-wise. Pokemon Draft League, I've been doing that one. It's been pretty fun still. I have mm-hmm. one team that I am particularly enjoying at the moment. It's a Sun team, like a Sun Ooh. Trick Room team. Oh. oh. Is that the team that you put in chat? Yeah, that's the one I shared on the Discord. And uh, I just had a match where my opponent brought this like super scary Azuril that was like designed to shut down my Ninetales. But luckily, Baton Pass exists now in Ninetales, oh. so I got the heck out of there. Oh. But then I used a regular executor to just try to slowly whittle that thing down so it stopped being a threat. Wow. Oh my gosh. I used the the fun harvest custap set. Yes. Because <laughs> in the sun, it always comes back. So executor yep. just like spam psychic and always go first. Amazing. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. I didn't realize uh, Heatran got powered him. Oh yeah, no, he's got a lot of good moves. That one was, I was so mad I got paralyzed that game because mm. I literally clicked Steel Beam on that Kiram and I'm like, no! No. Oh no. But that's hey, all right. I, a dub is a dub, right? Exactly. Doesn't matter how it happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise I've been trying to get ready for the Pokemon Go Sinnoh tour that's happening today. So I've been- Ooh. Trying to get my boxes organized so I have space, and then also getting um, clearing my egg, all my eggs out because I'm mm-hmm. trying to get all those regionals and whatnot that are mm. that are only in those eggs. So nice. I don't. I do and don't miss those days of Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, it's like at least with the Sinotaur, at least it helps you the fact that oh, I'm not going to be traveling all the way. You know. Up far north for Pachirisu or oh, where's where's Chatot? Thank goodness. At? Where the uh, heck is Chatot? I don't even know where that one is. I don't remember. I think somewhere in the tropics, maybe. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, yeah, no, it does sound like a tropics one. I thought I don't know why I thought it was somewhere in Asia. Chatot is Southern Hemisphere. So- Never mind. I'm mm. wrong. There okay. Southern, yeah, it's where Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing right now. I'll probably find a map later. But yeah, no, trying to get that. And also, Mime Junior apparently is in like 2K eggs starting Ooh. during the event. So I'm like, I got because that one is like has not come around yet. So I'm like, I'll be make sure to get that one. I have released so many of them. I keep getting. I them. figure you would. <laughs> it's a little easier for you to get the Mime yep. Juniors. Yep. Yep. yep, it is. It's just a train ride away for you. No, no, no. I get them here. Oh, oh you're in that. Better. Oh, it's even better. <laughs> it's uh, Klefki is the one that is exclusive to France, but Mime oh, Junior is all okay, over okay. Europe. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, even better for you. You can get it right there, and it's a plane ride for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in the same boat with that. I'd bring you over one, but... <laughs> <laughs> if only we could trade from this far away, because I've got exactly. all sorts of... Yeah. That's the next thing we need to add. Because I've got, like, what, the hair... I've got, like, Heracross and Carnivines just naturally it kind of either from my area or from my travels, so I'm like, mm-hmm. that would be good to send over I there. I think I have a Carnivine. I think that's when I stopped playing is when I got Carnivine. Yeah, that one's, like, in the in the Florida, just, like, kind of southern part of the areas. I remember US. going through, I think, Charlotte Airport, running around because I saw Carnivine, like, five or six oh. years ago. I mean, like, oh, there's one in here, there's one in here. And I was just trying to, like, run around the airport <laughs> before and without missing my flight to catch it. Nice. 
Yeah, but that sounds wonderful. Uh, I've been, I, I played too much Pokemon. I think it's like my only hobby nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I started up, I have a, dra- I had a draft league that I've started up playing in. I stream with Shamu on Sundays. We, we have our heart gold randomized soul mm-hmm. link that we're doing. That's absolutely wild. <laughs> Fun. I'm way too into the Pokemon Nuzlocke community just lurking because I think it's fun to Nuzlocke crazy hard games. And now I'm like, oh, I should try and play Run and Bun. And I'm like, nope, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. You know, since ever since I finished uh, Radical Red on stream, I'm like, all right, I want to find another one that's kind of hard, but not like, you know. Stupid mentally- hard like Radical Red. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, Radical Red wasn't that bad. Like, th- there's a lot of resources out there to make it a lot easier. But, and I didn't even do the hardest mode on it. I'm just like, all right, I wish I want, I want to find stuff that's, you know, a little challenging, but it's not going to take me like 50 to 100 attempts to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could try the, what's it, the too many types. That one was, I think, not too challenging. I mean, it's just kind of crazy just with that one, like the fact that they added like a bajillion types. But I could tell you the final fight is a pretty difficult one. Which it makes it kind of fun if you're trying, like, for a skill level because the f- of how they play with the type mechanics. Interesting. Where there's basically, like, one type in the game that's, like, really, really terrible. But then there's a, a type called, like, basically Uno Reverse, where it's basically is the inverse of oh, that no. type. Oh, no. See, that, that's so, too much thinking in my mind. <laughs> but but I'll, basically I'll it's it. the, yeah, but it's like... But it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a type chart you can figure out and you can, like, you could, you like, when you know what the Pokemon I'm referring to is, like, yeah, no, that makes sense what, what, how they, how and why they did that, so. <laughs> I, I might have to check it out. I know there's a bunch of fun games out there. I'm like, all right, I, I don't want something that's going to be terribly too difficult, but I also, I like Nuzlocke because it gets rid of the paralysis of choice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want to use this, I want to use this. Nope, I'm forced to only use what I find yep. and go from there. So I think that's what I'm gonna. That's what I do with a lot of the hard games. Is like, all right, cool. I don't care about dying. I'm just gonna play through it so I know the story and how why people say it's difficult and just use whatever stuff I find. Mm-hmm. But all right, that's. Uh, I believe that's where we will stop today, and we will catch y'all over with the news. <laughs> Radio Tower. It's just in. And we are back with the news. Uh, starting us off today is uh, Pokemon Concierge has been confirmed to be receiving new episodes. Uh, I am so incredibly excited about this. I can't tell you the amount mm-hmm. of joy I got from watching the first four episodes. Granted, I know it's stop motion, and stop motion takes years to make and do properly. So. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. I don't care if this takes another year to get another four episodes. I I love it, and I'm thrilled about this. I th- outright agree. It's such a just a beautifully made animation, uh, and just different than what Pokemon's done recently. It's, I'm glad that they are making more of this. Not only that, but it's just wholesome. It, it gives you the Pokemon world in a different light. I think, which I think is cool. And I'm just waiting now for the uh, the merch to come out. That's Make your own clay dragonites. Here's how you can turn these like blocks of clay into a dragonite. 
and it like walks you through a step by step process to mold your own dragon out of clay. I like that would be see. I don't think that most of the target audience for that, which is children, would have mm, the ability to have a result that satisfies them. Fair enough. They might have to make them out of clay and then just sell them made out of clay. Yeah, like if you make a paper craft, okay, you get the result. That's fair. Clay, clay's not easy to work with. I would love them to make clay figurines. If they made a clay for it, I would be all on board because it's in the show and it's my new Netflix icon, and I'm never getting rid of it. Ooh, I might, I might need to make that my Netflix icon too. I didn't know they made they put those as Netflix icons. I need to change our. I need to change one of ours. Oh yes, I need it too. <laughs> I think something happened where we like we got signed out of our Netflix account or lost our old Netflix account. And had to like renew it or something like that. And when I brought it back, I was like, "Oh, create. Uh, what do you want your icon to be?" And I'm like, "Oh, they have Pokemon concierge stuff." <gasps> Oh, we are going in. And then I, I found my ferret, and I'm like, great, well, this is it forever, and no one, never, it's never going to change. Yep. <laughs> no one's touching that. But in other news, uh, Maridon is going to be releasing in Pokemon Unite on Pokemon Day, which is the 27th, or is it tomorrow? I mean, is it 25th? The 27th. 27th is the date. 27th is Pokemon Day. So, that will be tomorrow from the podcast. First airing. Um, there's also a Pokemon Presents on that day, uh, unless you're in Australia, then it happens the next day. Sorry. Because time zones are weird. Well, they're not weird, but they exist. Yes, and we'll talk more about Pokemon Day in our topic today, but there's other news out in the world. As you see in the title of the episode, yes, we will be talking a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so in Scarlet and Violet news... The latest outbreak event includes Hisuian Voltorb with boosted shiny odds, so you can get your Black Bowl. And it lasts through most of Tuesday, so if you're hearing this the day it releases, you're still in time for that. What, what color is what color is shiny Hisuian Voltorb? Black. Yeah, it goes black. Ooh. It goes like a nice matte black. I like that. It's like the like a heavy ball type. I think is the kind of rough influence, like from that game. Yeah, it's like a charcoal color. Yeah, like it fits the palette of the Pokemon itself. It's nice. Hey, I'm on board. There has been a rule announcement that for large tournaments going forward, players are going to have to submit a rental code with their team registration, which is probably related to the hack check. Because there have been a lot of incidents regarding that lately, and they probably want to put like a dumper on that because it's it's been kind of going nuts. Mm-hmm. It definitely has. Obligatory Pokemon Go news segment, very short. Uh, it's still about Pokemon Day. It's got a lot of general love. It's bringing back Armored Mewtwo and the Clone Starters in honor of the fact that Pokemon, the first movie, the remake, is coming back to Netflix on Pokemon Day. Yay! Yeah. No, that's a. I mean, that's exciting because those were just like felt like they were limited the first, last time they came around on Go. So it's like, oh, hey, cool. We got to try to do that. Maybe eventually they come into home. Who knows if they ever will, the special forms. But still, those are really fun, cool ones to get. Yeah, they're fun. They even have like what uh, a raid day event on the following Saturday uh, where they're doing the Gengar versus Nidorino with the fun party hats. Nice. <laughs> that's cool. 
All right. For some TCG news, uh, Japan just uh, revealed some new cards from the upcoming sets. They have a new A-Spec Unfair Stamp, which can only be used if your opponent KO'd a Pokemon, where you can shuffle away both hands. You get five cards, while your opponent only gets two, which that seems pretty good. And then additionally, they got uh, Blood Moon Ursaluna, who uh, was it uh, Blood Moon Ursaluna EX, I think? Yes. Which has 260 HP, and then it hits for 240 damage with less energy the more prizes your opponent has taken. Kind of like the Charizard, the shiny Charizard. Or Radiant Charizard. Radiant Charizard, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar, but now it's a, anyone can use it because it's colorless. and mm-hmm. it, it might be a one-of inclusion in a couple of decks, probably, somewhat. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's cool that they and that they decided to make it just a straight-up EX because, yeah, you can't get Blood Moon Ursaluna in the game otherwise just as a one-off event. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's neat. It makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Pokemon Day League events, they're offering some cool damage counter dice and some other, some other fun stuff going on, too. So if you've got any of those nearby, you should take a look into those. I think I have one coming up at a, maybe, I think, tomorrow or something, actually. Or in a week or so. One of the two. But, all right, uh, on to the Pokemon news. You know, Thatch usually puts it out, but Thatch does his egg lock on Wednesdays, and Shamu and I have our heart gold randomized soul link on Sunday. So make sure you tune into those events, because they're going to be fun. Yep, they'll be on Twitch, or and then I think that, yeah, just check it on Twitch. Maybe they'll start popping up videos on YouTube soon, so. But yeah. Well, well, there's no Puggle Pokey prediction, because that is the topic of the episode today. Yep. So, with that, we will head on over to the Game Corner, where we can quiz our co-hosts on their insane, innate, born-with-Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And we are back with our game corner. We are here today to test Shark and Whimsicott on their Pokemon knowledge. Are you guys ready? Yes. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So, uh, your first question, general trivia question. Out of all nine generations of fully evolved starters, only two pairs share a hidden ability one of them being Meowth, and Greninja, sharing Protean. But what's the other ability that's shared between starters? Oh. Hidden. So, we have... Don't um, both Meganium and Venusaur get Chlorophyll as a hidden ability? Am I, am I being dumb? I don't think... Meganium doesn't get it, right? Get chlo- yeah, I don't think it's Meganium. Venusaur okay. has Chlorophyll. Venusaur has Chlorophyll... Charizard Solar Power, mm-hmm. Blastoise Raindish. Put a pin in Raindish. Okay. For Alligator Shear Force, 
Typhlosion, I think, might be Flash Fire. And Meganium, I think it's Leaf Guard. Oh, oh, yeah. I think it's Leaf of Guard. I think Meganium it is a Sun ability, but I don't think it's Chlorophyll. That's Meganium couldn't get anything good, of course. And I forgot to say, this is from Muley Coffee, who submitted this trivia question. Okay, good. Uh, so Gen 3, Unburdened Sceptile, Speed Boost Blaziken, and mm-hmm. um, uh, Damp uh, Swampert. Yeah. Gen 4, we have Defiant slash Competitive Empoleon, mm-hmm. Iron Fist, yes. Infernape, and what? Torterra. I don't remember. Torterra. Superior has Contrary. Samurat has... Um, what does Samurat have? Uh, I think it's Shell Armor. Mm, sounds correct. I think it's something like that. And then, yeah, Embor is Reckless. Yeah. Gen 6, we have Bulletproof, Magician, mm-hmm. uh, magician and Protean. And Protean. Gen, Gen 7. seven. Liquid Voice, Intimidate. That's Long Reach is the... Um... Yes, Long Reach. Yeah. 8. Huh. Is... Well, Libero grassy. and uh, Grassy Surge and grassy Sniper. Sniper. Yep. Yeah. Gen 9, well, we already know Protean. Yep. Um, and then... Unaware. Uh, unaware and um, Moxie? And Moxie. Yeah, Moxie. Okay. So it's it's Torterra and something else. I was about to say, okay, if I... We went through everything, and we're back at Torterra. If... Okay, so we know... So it's likely Torterra. What would it be paired with? I actually think it's Torterra... And Samurott. With Shell Armor. With Shell Armor. That makes the most sense to me. Out of every ability, I think that's got to be Torteras. Is that your final answer? It's so appropriate that it has to be it. And as long as it's not a. It doesn't make as much sense as what we're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Hisuian. uh, It's not a. We're not counting Hisuians, right? Ah, we could. Oh. Could doesn't mean yes. Sorry, uh, yes, we are counting Hisuians. Um, that gives you three more to look at. Okay, let's think. What are they? They are sharpness first. Mm-hmm. What is explosion? Huh. I feel like I just... I am going to need an answer. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think we need to stick with that. I think we stick with it and just pray it's not a Hisuian. Yeah. Torterra so and with? Samurott. That is correct. With shell yeah. armor. <laughs> so, Hisuian uh, Typhlosion has Frisk, and Hisuian Decidueye has Scrappy. Ah, that's right, it is Scrappy. I okay. thought yeah. it was Frisk, but I also thought it had been changed at some point, so I wasn't sure anymore. Yeah, I think it, I think, uh, I know, was it, the Decidueye also had Long Reach for a while, but it was also changed. A lot of the... You know the gen. Yeah, not, I think uh, I think uh, he's like it had something. His Antiflogion had something in the code of Arceus, and then it was changed. Yeah, when yeah, it exactly. got ported over. So because yeah. it only had one in Arceus, but I think you could get it to have a second one when it brought over. It was strange. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I think it was whatever. like even um, Arcanine even had its ability change. I know a lot yes, of them had did. their abilities changed. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All, right, All right. Well, on to question <laughs> number two. This one is from Umbreon ten eighty. The mental herb was given the ability to cure most mental effects in Generation 5. Before that, though, it could only cure one effect. Which effect? Was it infatuation? 
I could believe it's just infatuation. Because um, you'd like you would. Okay, so because it it stops it currently stops things like taunt exactly and taunt encore. I don't even think it stops. Confu- I don't think it stops. Confu- I don't think it does. No, because so that's, I think it's. Uh, I think only infatu and infatuation. I think it does too. So I think I think it's just infatuation. It it would seem like so. It seems like a very strange thing. Like it would make more sense for it to be taunt, but at the same time, taunt. I see it as like um, a part of a group of things that are uh, sort of equivalent in concept, whereas infatuation is its own thing. And if it has to be only one, then if you look at it this way, it would make more sense for it to be infatuation. So I don't know what to, what do you think? I think. I think if you, how they did the original games, it has to be like a specific condition. And mm-hmm. then from, and then, but once they started in the newer games, yeah, they started bringing in the things like, oh, it can stop taunt move and whatnot. But I mm-hmm, think infatuation mm-hmm. is the only thing that really kind of hits that, that makes sense to me. Cause it's obviously not of any of the other standard status conditions like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Poison, sleep, whatnot. No, definitely Confusion's not. possible, but I don't think so. I think it's more likely a berry. I don't think there's even an infatuation berry. So there's a, see, see, that's the point. There's no infatuation berry, but there is a confusion berry. So yeah, so yeah, I think it's just infatuation. We can try for that. Is that your final answer? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Infatuation is the only one. Nice. And from <laughs> yeah, before Gen Five. All awesome. Right. We are now on to the Pokédex question. And this one comes from Liger. Its Omega Ruby entry reads, This Pokemon intimidates its foes by opening its huge mouth. In battle, it will kick the ground hard with its thick and powerful hind legs to charge the foe at an incredible speed. Who's that Pokemon? Okay, my first thought was Trapinch. But then it said strong hind legs, and I'm like, not those little stubs. (laughs) No, 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 no. The first, the first thought I had was Exploud, because it has a huge mouth. Okay, but, you know, charging I... at foes at full speed, and hind, mm. it doesn't have hind legs; it just has a pair of legs. Exactly. Um... So that's okay. So we need huge mouth, four legs, Gen six or earlier. But preferably needs, something from Hoenn. I mean, it probably needs to be able to stand up on those hind legs. True, it needs to have. You know, it's got to be powerful hinds. Um, unless, unless you know, they're counting Explode as you know, even though it's bipedal, it's still a Pokemon, so it's still an animal. So the legs are hind legs. But I don't know. Um, big mouth. Oh, mm-hmm. it oh. could. What's well, the big mouth? It could be like I could see Layron as like mm-hmm. like like I almost thought Agron, but I'm like it needs to probably be more more on four legs, and that's the layer I think Layron gets me. Camera up is possible, but I think it's going to be more about Volcano with that I, thing. The, the mere idea of Camera up charging anywhere at full speed is <laughs> I mean it can get I mean it doesn't have to be fast but I would definitely <laughs> yeah, but... I could see a camera up run mm. <laughs> that is funny mm, I don't <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know uh... I I think um 
I think either like the Loudred line or the uh, Aaron line are are very nice. Yeah, as ideas. I'm gonna, I think I think we just locked down. I think we lock down Leron and we go to the okay. next one if we need to. Yeah, I like that. All right, it's Soul Silver entry reads. It is hard for it to support its own weight out of water, so it sometimes gets down on all fours, but it moves fast. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's a, sometimes it's hard. It sometimes gets down on all fours. Because it's hard to support its own weight outside of the water? Huh. I also have a second hint as well if you need it. Is it a... I I think I know what it has to be now. Um, Okay. I think it it has to be some... Well, why would it have issues supporting itself on four legs outside of water? Maybe because it's got something really big on its head? Is okay. it Lombre? No, but it says it says that hmm. It yes, sometimes cause... gets on four legs. It looks the way it's slouched, if I can remember it. Ah. Remember the first remember the first entry. This Pokemon yeah. intimidates its foes by opening its huge mouth. So maybe oh, no, the the head itself is really big. And it lives in water. And it can charge on its height. I, I really cannot picture this Pokemon at all. I'm having so much trouble. Uh, so it's got to be bipedal in the sprite because it can go on all fours, but it usually doesn't. It has to live in the water, okay. but it can come out of it. And it's, it's got gotta to be have a something. What gets out of water? Duck, you have Gold Duck is a water. Is a water Pokemon. I don't. But it doesn't have a huge mouth. It's not intimidating. Poly, it doesn't charge at foes. The poly line, not the Polyrath. Politoed has a mouth that's decent yeah, but... big, but I don't. <laughs> but come on, no. They're water type. I am going to need an answer. Okay, so hear me or out. Can, this is, or you can use your is, hint, and I can give you is... the other hint. So how about Swampert? It could be. I would think it would be bad, but. I mean, Swampert's not a. T- I mean, I, I can't think of it. It's got to be something. But now it's Gen Gen four, three or two, probably three or two. Yeah, Swampert could work because yeah, that one, that one does two and four. I guess yeah, uh, like we could go Swampert because I got nothing else. Yeah, I got nothing else either. All right, unfortunately that is incorrect. So I'm gonna oh. give you. I'm gonna give you this uh, this extra hint that I created. I want to see if you can get it from here. It's Puckle Dex entry reads. Thatch. Oh, for alligator. For alligator? Nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that would be a silly way to get you to know the answer. But yeah, it's for alligator. For alligator. Okay. Nice. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's fine. You're two for three right now, but you can make that up this round with your multiple choice question. There are a total of nine Pokemon that when they evolve... Gain the ground type. They didn't mm-hmm. have it, but now they gain the ground type. There are nine Pokemon. If you can name, let's say, for every, I don't want to say every two, but like, if you can get, if you can get three, or if you get, yeah, if you get uh, three right, I will give you a point. If you get six right, I will give you two points. And if mm-hmm. you can get eight right, because I think one of them is difficult, I will give you all three. I'll give you three okay. points. Oh, okay. Nine Pokemon. Let's think. What Pokemon? Well, we were talking about Swampert. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah. Uh, that's, is it that's Marsh Top? Does Marsh Top ground or is Marsh Top water? Um, now, that's a difficult question. I um, I think Marsh Top is already ground, but I'm not sure. Let's, Let's just say the Swampert line. That's what, I, that's what I'll give it to you. Okay. And the answer is Marsh. It would be Marsh Top, just for a future. Okay, episode. that's what I thought, okay. but I just wanted to see if we could get away with the line there. So Swampert Swan. Um, yeah, if you, if you name the line, I will give it to you. Let's go. Okay, cool. Um, it's no, well, it's not an evolution. No. Uh oh. Um, Nidoran like uh Nido yeah, Reno to Nido King line. and Nidorina to Nido Queen. All right, yep. that is three. That's the first. That's three. You have one point. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I think uh, is Tartwig already a ground type? It's not. Tur- the so? Torterra line is another. Yep. Locking that in. Specifically Grottle to Tor- Yep. That is um, The Temple line to Swampert, or to not Swampert, uh, la la, uh, Seismitoad. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's five. And uh, I think uh, Shellos is also just a water type. Oh, you're right. So yeah, when it goes Gastrodon. to Gastrodon, it becomes a ground type. That is six. You have two points. If you can get two out of the remaining three, I will give you all three points. Okay. Is Wooper already a ground type? I think it is. Wooper is a ground. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, Wooper. I'm pretty sure is. Okay. Ooh. Um. Um. Warmadam. Uh, oh my um, gosh, that's yeah. a great one. Good yep. pull, Warmadam. Sandy Cloak. With a that sandy is seven. I, that was one I didn't think you were going to remember, but you got it. Oh, there are two, gosh, there are two left. Oh, man. All right. Okay. There are two left, and they both share the same type. Mm, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what the type could be, because that would help. And I'm excluding a few of them. So. I'm pretty sure we've... We almost have burned out every water ground out there. So I think we might not have um question. Because answer. um so no it's a question for shark. Oh, sorry. oh yeah. Uh answer. <laughs> is Bunnelby already a ground type? Or mm. is it just a normal type? That is I... <gasps> Nope, that's it. Because you know what else is another normal ground type out there? Mm-hmm. Ursa Luna. There you go. We have, there we you have go. The, the last two it. are Diggersby and Ursaluna. That's it. You got it. That is all. Good nine. job. That is three points. Go us without using the hint. We still haven't used the hint. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we just hatched it. it in, so we better use it now. Yeah, we need to use it now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, give me one second. All right. So you have your final question, and I'll let you do this. Uh, all right. So I didn't like... The ones that were given and coming. Um, by the way, that ground question came from Totes McCray. Um, mm-hmm. This next one comes from Z Paladin, although I changed it. Mm. So, which Pokemon that learns Grassy Glide has the lowest base speed? That oh, is your base you're... stat question. That is an incredibly specific question. I think it's incredibly specific enough to use the hint. Right away, yeah. You know, let's just go ahead and just burn it now, while we can, and then we can think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your hint. It is a grass-type Pokemon uh, from Gen 8. Mm. Okay, well that... Oh! Oh! I can tell you which is a very... I, I can tell you what it is from there. 
Uh, it's got to be Gossiflor. I know Ooh. for a fact Eldegoss gets it. And, and and they're terribly slow. They're terribly slow. They're so slow. Because it's not... Grookey has some speed to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, it's, like, it's either that or Applin, and I... <sighs> does Applin get Grassy Glide? I kind of think it did. I'm trying to think. It's either Applin or Gossifleur, because both of those are the really slow grass types. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think I could... I'm pretty sure that Appleton, being the slowest of all the, that line, is still faster than Eldegoss. So I'm still yeah. kind of going in the... And I'm still not even sure that they get the move. Yeah. I think they did, but I cannot tell you for a fact. Because mm. no one really runs Grassy Glide unless you're uh, Rillaboom I mean... or Super Grassy Terrain. Yeah, and the only one that is a physical attacker gets sucker punch. So, but I think I think I would have like at least seen it used once. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, think so of I, any I other. Think, I think Gossifleur is a really good answer. Yeah, it's one of those two because I can't think of any other grass types in Gen mm-hmm. Eight that re- that would be it. Like nothing that isn't like a legendary. Yeah. But I'm happy to stake my claim on Gossiflor. And I'm happy to follow you there. All right. Gossiflor is correct. Woo! Way to go, Shark. There we go. So it does share a base speed of 10 with Ferroseed, but Ferroseed does not get Grassy Glide. Hmm. Originally, it was what was the fastest grass type that learns Grassy Glide, but I thought that was too easy. Oh, uh, Applin has base 20 speed, but it doesn't know what he moves. I forgot about that stupid fact. <laughs> so that's, so no, it does not learn Grassy Glide either. So there, we, so yeah, no, there we go. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so, no, they do get Grassy Glide. I was right. Appleton does get Grassy Glide. Huh. I wasn't wrong. Wow. <laughs> so just, overall, I believe you get six, what's it, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six points from today. Mm-hmm. Sounds correct. Six points today. Congratulations. That will hey. affect the leaderboard some way, some shape, somehow. I don't know. They'll figure it out later. That's a that's, <laughs> that's a fast thing. All right. And with that, we will head on over to our topic. We have another review from Fat Pat nineteen eighty eight. It slaps. I began listening to the podcast back in Gen 5, right before X and Y released. At the time, it felt it was okay. Fell out of Pokemon for a bit around Gen 7 and only recently came back. I came back to the podcast as well, and I have to say, they have really grown into something spectacular. I thoroughly enjoy the structure and content of the show. At this point, in my opinion, it is easily one of the best Pokemon podcasts out there. Well, thank you, FatPat1988. And if you have a review, please drop it wherever you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps people find the show. But until next time, let's move on to the topic. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back with our topic for today. Pokemon Day. Pokemon Presents. All of this is happening and will happen in a day from this po- this podcast releasing. So we w- are going to take our best you know, shot in the dark, our guess about what we want to happen, what we expect will happen, and what we think might be plausible versus not plausible, all that kind of fun stuff. And then we are going to give you an absolutely wild card of a guess. Yes. <laughs> and, we- and we'll see if any of us get anywhere close to the truth. Yeah, remember, remember to get your bingo cards set and ready. Yep. Yep. All right, starting off, Whimsicott, what do you want? What do you want from Pokemon Day? Something about Unova. Unova? Yes, Unova, but... So I would rather not have a BDSP version of Black and White, because BDSP was cute, but I think that sort of, like, Faithful remake and style was slightly more appropriate for Sinnoh. Unova has a different vibe, a different feel, and I think, you know, whatever didn't work in BDSB would work even less applied to Unova, in my opinion. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I remember Black and White being a much darker storyline, because it is, um, and I don't think the cute chibi art style fits it very well. Exactly. It's like darker, it's edgier, it's more modern as well. It's uh, overall a little more um, grown up. So not like for adults, but definitely like two or three years ahead of uh, Diamond and Pearl as far as the age of the target audience went, in my opinion. So yeah, I'd, like I would not want to play through Unova with a little chibi character. All right, so... It would feel awkward. I don't think you're totally wrong. I do, but I'll say I have seen people, like, attempt to, like, what would it look like kind of thing and made, like, a little chibi in, and I'm like, that actually kind of, like, I think it could have some work. My only issue is it's just, like, ha- like doing a remake of an Inuva game is fair, mm. is a little bit of a different animal than any of the others because yes. the fact you have black-white, you have black-white 2... Or and black white too as a basis. Like how yes. do you just do straight black white? Uh, do you uh, how do you do? Do you do both? I think if you do, you lose you lose so much. You lose so much if you do. Like uh, the fact that it has its own Pokedex in black and white. Sure, you could um, transform the central area that was connected to the dream world into something that is like the equivalent of the underground in BDSP, where you find Pokemon from the other generations. But I like there's so much potential. They could do that with the dream world, but it just doesn't the dream world didn't function like the underground. No. Uh they could make yeah, they they could essentially make the dream world version of the underground. They could. It would look cute. It would be fascinating, but I I just think if you if you leave black two and white two in the dust, you are you're shooting yourself in the foot. So so here's the thing though. 
I would be more okay if they did a faithful remake of White 2, Black 2, than Black and White. And the reason being is they added a whole lot more into Black 2, White 2 for you to do post-game and just in general. Like, the whole world tournament. You have the whole subway system. Like, there was a lot more you could do and a lot... It was a lot more, I think, versed and the world felt more spread out, in my opinion. Yeah, but see... When they do the remakes, they don't really give you all the post-game content, so... I don't like, because that's what I, like, that was my favorite part of Black and White 2, was the world tournament. I loved the world tournament. Yeah, I don't think, it would, it probably would not be in the remakes. You're right, but I can, I can, you know, that's what I would want if they were going to do a faithful remake. They just do a faithful remake of Black 2, White 2, versus Black and White. But it would be so awkward to just skip Black and White. Or, hear me out. They combine both games into one. You finish black and white, get the option to restart the game as in, like, white two. Granted, also a weird idea. Probably doesn't work, but still. So, no, that would, be, that would be amazing if they managed to implement what should have been a thing in gold and silver. Like, if you get to the end and you, you meet your main character from black and white with the team that you beat the Elite Four with. Ooh. That is such a cool concept. I like that. Since it's all in the same game, you have the data. It's so cool. They're never going to do it. <laughs> but it would be so cool. That is super interesting idea, though. To, to go from like, all right, you, you basically have to play two games, but your first boss of the, what you do in game one becomes the champion in game two. It would be great. Like, they could do, I don't know, they could do a remake of Black and White, and then the DLC is the remake of Black and White 2, but it doesn't work like a regular DLC. It's essentially a second part of the game. That That is really cool. I like it. I don't think they'll do it, but I think that's awesome, and now I want it. No, they're never going to do it. It would be awesome, though. <laughs> now, the thing is, we haven't touched on this other part of the Unova thing is, what if they don't? do, like, a Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl remake, and they just do something else. That, I think, is more plausible in my head. I think there's two options I see that are really kind of interesting for Unova right now, which is, number one, doing the Legends version, and the other is doing a sequel. Oh, so Black White 3. I think there's a chance of that. I don't know, but I think it could be interesting. I would love... Both of those, I think one of them is far more plausible than the other. <laughs> but at this point, they've surprised us so many times. Like, I was thinking this morning about what I was going to say during this topic. And I realized this is possibly the year where I really have no idea what they're going to say at this point. Because they've been getting less and less and less predictable over the past few years. And that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. They really have. I mean, there's a few things that we expect will be said, but in terms of the games, they can go very out there. There's a lot that you can do with this because the fact you have, like, the thing with the with Unova and what they've done in Scarlet and Violet is they've set up a future world within that you have uh, the legendary trio as future robot you know, Iron Boulder, Iron Crown, Iron Thorns. Mm-hmm. And you have already built into the base game, you have the Black City and White Forest. What if we went into a future, you know, 
a future Unova where like it was all like where it's like super black city type of style across the whole region, you know, where it is future and you have you can actually catch mult like, you know, what the wild versions of those guys and, you know, potentially other future paradox Pokemon like like Iron Moth and such. So as much as I love that idea, I've, if you look at just like the the sales of all the Pokemon, like of all the Pokemon games, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl outsold Legends Arceus. Because they're two games. Yeah, because there's two games. Correct. I agree. It was and it's out for a year. It was out for a year longer too. I understand. Not really. It's only a few months. Yeah, like three months. It's still but literally cut the put cut BDSP sales in half. I know, but that's not what Pokemon sees. They can make two games vary it slightly and they can make slightly more money. I know, I know. The other thing, Pokemon Let's Go, has made more money than both. And granted, there was also Pikachu and Eevee, two gyms. But it was the first Pokemon game on the Switch. And there's two versions. Like, I don't think they're... I just, I just, I have to bring, I have to bring it up. You do, but, uh Because, I know, I think we should just get through this top, like, get through it right now is, Pokemon Let's Go, is it going to happen or not? I don't think it is. I think they're done with... Not, not in Unova. Not in Unova. Not in Unova. No, if they're gonna do it, it'd be Johto. But I don't think, I, I think it's. Yeah, I, cause literally I made it, I made the Twitter poll, I made it as a joke, and, uh, like, it's, like, I don't even know what they would do as, like, the, like, we don't even know if they were to do Let's Go Johto. We don't know what the start, like, the starter pair is, cause there's not a Pikachu Eevee duo. It's Pichu and Meryl. <laughs> There's even that hard, like that much harder to figure out for yeah, for for every generation for Unova. Like I was joking and put pants here, so like I don't like I don't know. All right, I, I just want to put that to bed now, so we don't have to talk about it again. Is I don't think Pokemon Let's Go is going to happen. No, but especially since Pokemon Go is getting less popular. I think it it could, but it would be Johto if any. All right. Anyways, back to Unova. So. Should we go back to Unova? Because I think I think a lot of people are screaming right now at us, saying, no, come on, we had that thing in the YouTube video, it's obviously going to be something related to Johto. And so we, sh- we should discuss that. <laughs> yeah, uh, one, one last talk. If we were to see a past Legends Unova, we obviously have the origin story of Kiram Black White. Yeah, the original dragon dig down which could be very interesting if you went more past oriented i'm just that was the last thing i want to say you have white forest you have that you can build some pretty cool world in that regards so it sounds like for unova there's three possibilities being legends unova a black a just a bdsp what's it ilka remake of black and white or a black and white three now if we move on over to jono because the other big region people are talking about it's jono but what can they do there have been so many rumors of, well, let's start with the obvious, if, if the, or at least the one that I've seen a lot initially, it was like, oh, if they were to do a Let's Go, it'd be in Johto, because you do have, but it's, I don't know if they're going to do that style of game again. Yeah, I don't think so. But, I mean, they could, I mean, it really could make it. So, let me. And it would still probably do fine. Let me put things in perspective, though. I just trying to figure out what the duo is going to be. The reason why I think Let's Go is not going to happen is because it came out three years before Shining, uh, what's it, Diamond and Pearl remakes and Arceus, and it is like only 10 million, 
a unit's sale ahead in three years. That's not a lot. So, and granted, it had the hype of being the first one, so I really don't think from a money perspective they're going to do that again. The thing is, with if they go to Johto, what are they going to do? I don't think they're going like, to... I mean, they could do another like just Heart Gold Soul Silver remake, but... I think... That doesn't add anything. Like, I understand the reasoning behind why they did... To be fair, BDSP didn't add anything. It remade the game. But it added those games on the Switch. And that'd be the only reason to do Heart Gold Soul Silver so you can play those games on the Switch. And granted, I think most people would just prefer them to add it to the Nintendo Online store. Yeah. Keep the game as is. Yeah, because it was... So, Heart Gold and Soul Silver was perfect for its time, perfect for its console, and for the style of game and graphics that was Gen 4. If you tried to do a remake of a remake, I don't know that a lot of people... Like, they would be like, yeah, the remake of the best game ever, and then it's not the best game ever anymore because the zeitgeist has changed. And uh, then it would be, like, a disappointment, in my opinion. for Not for everyone, of course, but for more people than you would expect, probably. Whereas if you, like, we keep, it's really funny that the two most, like, hyped gens are 2 and 5, because they are the ones that, we've said it a million times before, are the most primed for a Legends game, because you already have so much lore. And it's like, so, I, I understand that the arguments for these two regions being the next ones is that like there's a thread that makes one of them the next one depending on which thread you follow but they both have a thread and also they were the ones you essentially visit in gen 9 the ones that got the paradox legends and all of that i think this is the point where we should bring up the possibility however remote that since they are essentially almost equivalent in weight of probability of them being the next game. And it's like, why should one of them win over the other? What if we get neither of them? <laughs> what, if, what if you get something else? <laughs> that would be wild, but... <laughs> so that's the other thing that we haven't talked about would be, what if they do something brand new? I've heard talks about a DLC 3 for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, which would make sense. I mean, it would work as well. Normally, though, there is some other game that comes out. So there could be a another quote-unquote Gen 9 game, because I feel like just adding a DLC is not gonna is not the best money-wise for them. They would have to also pair it with something else entirely. Yeah, they would have to do a spin- You would get a spinoff. You would have to get a spinoff. I don't- And I, I'm okay with there being a spinoff and more DLC. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, I think that's also plausible, because, like, you get- the DLC is uh, the equivalent of a main series game, essentially, but it's not quite a main series game, so you get, a, you know, the spin-off to round it out. And lately they've, like, they've given us, like, new Pokemon Snap and uh, Mr. Dungeon DX, and it's like, those were a bit... Yeah, Detective Pikachu, I keep forgetting. Like, the, I, it's the one... Game that I haven't gotten. I just, I can't bring myself to. Um, and, uh, and it's like, they, they could do that. I think, I think a lot of people would be disappointed. 
But they could totally do it. <laughs> let's tr- let's try and plan this out. Let's like the normal Pokemon Day directs are let's say roughly twenty ish minutes. I don't know. We, there's no time set. Let's say it's roughly twenty minutes. You know they're gonna start the first ten minutes, if not the first fifteen. I'd say ten minutes is going to be a recap of twenty five years of Pokemon. Uh, I think it, no, what it's going to be is going to be maybe one to two minutes of that, and then it's going to be all the mobile game plugs. I can tell you what it's going to be. Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. I I, can, I, I, I think that they're going to have, it's going to be a longer intro because it is Pokemon Day, and they always want to do like, you know, I think it's 25 years of Pokemon being in the, uh, of the game being out, right? Yeah, or something. Probably, I think it's their, tw- well, 25 in the U.S. It's 26 years. 25 in the U.S., that's it. Yeah, but they don't count it as 25 in the U.S., because why would they? No, they count it as 26. They don't. They count 26. So, you're right, we're, we're going to get a small recap. I'm going to say, like, three to four minute recap of Pokemon. Um, someone's going to talk for a minute just to waste time, because that always happens. It's I'm going to introduce this to you. We're going to talk about what's going to happen, then I'm going to show you exactly what I just said. Then we're going to go back to that person. Then they're going to, you're right, you're going to cut to all the mobile games. You're going to get something new for... So you're going to get Master Z AX. There's going to be, I think the rumor in that game is like, you're going to get, I think some Paldean, uh, you're going to get Arvin and, uh, and the male protag. I think that's the rumors. No, uh, there's not been any data mines or anything to suggest otherwise at this point, but that's where that one's going to be. We're going to get Pokemon go. We're going to get the go Pokemon day event that we talked about during the topic where it's going to be the, the recap of that. And we're going to get probably a tease of what this next season is going to be. You know, they have all the different seasons. So we're going to get whatever that is. Uh, there's going to be night news. They're going to probably reveal maybe some new. There's going to be they're going to say Muradon comes today and they're probably going to talk about the draft. Like the, I think they're doing the new draft format as a thing now. So you got or they're going to introduce another line of new a new Pokemon. that's going to they're going to add to the game or something like that. Uh, there'll be something about Pokemon Cafe Remix because why? Uh, there'll be a Pokemon sleep update. They will. They're, yep, exactly. They're going to say something about that. They're going to probably drop a new Pokemon or something here soon. So. But by the way, it's it's 28 years. Uh, just wanted to say it. Okay, I thought it was a little later. Than yeah, yep. And I think they might pull out something weird. Like, remember how we got that like premium TCG playset last year? They might pull out something like that again. I could see something like that, something about with the TCG, something with animations as well. There might touch on, you know, touch on the fact that Concierge is getting more episodes and or they have another project they're working on. They're going to introduce new projects is the other like half of it. And I'm convinced it's going to be, you know, we're going to have we're going to it's going to touch on something with the card game because it's 25. Uh, 20, it's Pokemon Day. There always hits something. So they try and hit all of their platforms. So they'll hit something with the card game, and then they'll get into Pokemon games. Either, and what I think they're going to do, and this is just my guess, is they're going to put Sapphire, Ruby, and Emerald on, like, Nintendo Online. Yeah, that, that's, that's the interesting question. If Are they going to do anything with NSO? Because they have in the code, they still have Pokemon Pinball, Ruby, and Sapphire just chilling in there. They have done nothing with it. It's just been lurking in there. This is my thought. They're not going to release Pokemon Pinball Ruby Sapphire. They're going to release Pokemon Pinball Scarlet Violet. 
Oh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? That is a wild card. I I actually could believe. <laughs> that that is my wild card throw out there. Is that? Honestly, I I would react to that with the same face that I made when when Pokemon Sleep was announced. I'd be like, I could not have predicted this in my wildest dreams, but you know. It's hilarious, but I could get behind it. So I come from the vein of I want something new. I don't want them to keep redesigning the old same Pokemon thing. And I think Pokemon at one point said they wanted to do something different as well. So I think we're going to get something new announced. Whether that's a new mobile game, whether that's a new uh, spinoff, uh, it's a new... It, it's something new. I don't want them to just repeat the same things even if they work. I, I want something new. So in my mind, it's Either we're, uh, like, in, in my dream scenario, it's either, granted, I don't mind a new Legends game, I'd love a new Legends game, but, like, Black White 3, to me, is new, and that would be super fun. Because they have a lot of tie-ins between Unova and Scarlet Violet with Blueberry Academy, and that's great. Um, I would love that. I would love a new spin-off game. I don't just want them to repeat the same things or remake older games just for the sake of remaking them. I understand where they're coming from, uh... And I think the possibility of there being a Unova remake is more likely than Johto, just because I don't think there's a way to get all the Pokemon from Gen... Uh, there's no way to get Pokemon from Black and White into Home anymore. Um, yes, there is. You still... Yeah, there still is. It's just you can't... Well, let's just rephrase. There... If you don't already have it, there is no way. You can't get it, but but it still works if you have it. Correct, correct. So, yeah, I mean, if you have it, it's fine. But, like, it's there is now a cutoff where if you didn't already have something, you can't get it. And Pokemon does not like that. So whatever main series, quote-unquote, game they give you, it's going to have all the missing pieces. Yeah, Pokemon Bank is a ticking time bomb. But that also, technically, that applies to... Technically, that applies to everything backwards from Gen 5 to Gen 3. You're right, but all those Pokemon... There's a lot of Pokemon that are... Are in the game already though. Fair. So I think. Okay, hear me out. This is this is my wild card. Okay. Because and it's a totally wild card because I remembered that Pokemon Conquest exists. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it did not do well. No. But but now uh, those kinds of games are more popular. And so if Pokemon could do a strategic kind of game like that. So what they would need, objectively, is to make a crossover with something a bit more popular than Nobunaga's Ambition. They would need to crossover with Fire Emblem. Which is still within Nintendo's house. So I think that is much more likely. If they actually did, I don't think I don't think we are ever going to see anything like that again. Because, again, they tried and it didn't work, essentially. But it would be really cool if they tried again. And they surprised us with what is for some of us the ultimate crossover of Pokemon and Fire Emblem. Yeah, I definitely think that would be a, a, like a very great one to do. Mm. One thing I could think, if we were going to throw a wild card on my end, I have two now that I have. Ooh. One uh, related to to the uh, to Fire Emblem one of the companies that works on there and also worked on the Nobunaga game or the Pokemon Conquest game was Koei Tecmo, who also mm-hmm. does Dynasty Warriors. So 
And we already have had, you know, the Fire Emblem Dynasty, you know, style game. We've had the Zelda one. Why not a Pokemon one where it's one Pokemon versus hordes of them? That could be funny. That could be a little wild. That is that is definitely a wild one out there. Um, But my one that I think is would be kind which I think would appeal to a broad, not Pokemon centric audience, but you would be able to honestly get probably start a good wave would be a Pokemon Suica type of game, like an actual one. What is that? Enlighten me. Yeah, have you not heard of Suica game, the watermelon game? Oh, the watermelon. Okay. What? So are you familiar with the game 2048? Yes. So it's similar in that vein where you have, uh, you combine smaller things into bigger things. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they could easily make a Pokemon, like, version of that game for, like, ten bucks and people would buy it and love it. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, basically what it is, you're just dropping fruit, you drop small fruit, and they make bigger fruit, and then you eventually keep getting bigger fruit and bigger fruit and bigger fruit. And they just announced uh, at the Nintendo Direct that they are doing a multiplayer DLC for that game, so now people can go against each other. Oh. But basically, it's just like a simple, just like chill type of, you know, like a Tetris, like a... Yeah, yeah. Like a Puyo Puyo type of game where it's just very chill, just kind of, you know, you just do it on your own and just... Funny enough, a Pokemon mod of that game exists. I know, there's definitely, people have made those versions on, on Steam and whatnot. Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of thing I could definitely see happening. They're like... Uh, uh. But actually, like, a fully polished version, like, I think it could be, it would probably get, a like, a huge amount of sales for not that much effort. So yeah. just have a ni- have just the nice Pokemon polish all over it, and it would be really fun. Just drop Pokeballs or drop, you know, different Pokemon. It could be kind of interesting. I don't know. So this wouldn't be a Claude 9 host's puckle without me mentioning Pokemon Coliseum and Next to Gale of Darkness. <laughs> right. Either a direct port over. You remake the games as is. I will buy them, and I love them. Um, you want to create a brand new version of that type of game? I would love it. And granted, I think that type of game would have more popularity now than it did back when the other other time. And I think it would help the hype with, you know, the idea of maybe one day we can get the Shadow Pokemon from Pokemon Go into home. Like, that all, like, it just all, I think, builds together. I think it would be really cool. That is the only reason why I'm keeping this dream alive is because they have included Shadow Pokemon into Pokemon Go. And it's important there. Like, it's an important part of that game. So I don't want to see Shadow Pokemon die. But I think them doing a spin-off game based around an evil team creating more Shadow Pokemon and you have to purify it just works really well. And I think that could be a fun spin-off game that could add. Granted, I'm going to always hype for it. Pokemon Revolution, Battle Revolution 3.0, whatever it is, Deluxe Plus Super Ultra Mega. Yeah, Pokemon Revolution, Pokemon Stadium. All of that combined... Put in secrets to home, something, you know, we got to have something somewhere. Like something like that would, I think, be the best bang for your buck for Pokemon because it's going to get people to buy other games and give it home compatibility just so they can get those Pokemon, import them into their game, and then play a bunch of different formats with people online, all the cool graphics. You don't have to worry about a story. It's just going to be battling. It can just be battling or it can just be mini games and they can do a whole lot more with that and it would sell super, super well. The other thing that I will always mention is Pokemon Party. 
Yep, Pokemon Mario Party would do very well. Not just, you know, Pokemon Stadium, but, like, actual Pokemon, like, like, like you said, Mario Party, where it's, all right, you get to pick one of, like, you know, 20 characters, 20 Pokemon, and you play as that Pokemon, and you go down a board-style game. That would sell, like, hotcakes. And it would be amazing. An easy crossover like that, you can do that with, even if you just did a, <laughs> like, a Mario Party DLC that just includes Pokemon. Think of how much fun that would be, just by itself. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways they can go and a lot of different things they can do. We've talked about a lot of what we want. What do we think, what do you guys think is going to happen? Because I, 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 I have one thought and I don't like it, and it's going to be black and white remake. Just a pure black and white remake. They're going to announce some extra new mobile thing they're going to work on, and that's it. We're not going to get anything new. Uh, they're going to tease potentially Gen 10 coming next year. I don't think they will. They never do. The, it's too early. It's way too early. I want it. To, I honestly would be fine if they delayed it for a while. But so would I. But I think the only thing they're going to tease is going to be a Ilka remake of Black and White, and it's, that's it. And it's going to be sad. Unfortunately, I agree that that is the most plausible option, which makes me sad. I think another. Yeah, I, I think it's equally plausible that we get that or. Uh, as we were saying before, the DLC plus a weird spinoff. Uh, that'd be wonderful. I'd love a DLC. That's new content. I, I just have a feeling we're going to get nothing but like, all right, we're going to remake these games and that's it. Nothing new added. I think we're getting one. I'm getting, uh, we're going to get something. And my my prediction is, I mean, yes, I do agree. I think we will get the BDS, the Elka Unova game. I think we'll get that. I I honestly believe we will get a Legends game this that will be announced this weekend. My prediction is going to be that's going to be the Johto. I think we're going to get Legends Johto because we have I think we have we have Ho-Oh, the Ho-Oh lore about all the the Entei Suicune whatnot. We have Well, look at it this way. You you have Paradox past. I think it works so well. You you start in today's world. Let's say you get like, you know, Three starters from today, like any from Gen 9, Celebi shows up, and suddenly you're transported back in time. I could see that. Celebi is so perfect for this, too. Exactly. So, yeah. For that concept, Celebi makes more sense than anything else. So, granted, if they're announcing another Ilka game alongside a Legends game, I'd be fine. I would love that. I just don't want it to just be a, alright, here's black and white, uh, let's say, uh, pure black, and, or pure white, and, uh, and dark, dark black. black. Stark Black or something crazy like that. Like, like th that's it. That just, without there being something new, it just, it's good for noob, for people who've never played the games before, but for all the lifelong fans, it doesn't do anything for them. I would still play it and enjoy it, but it would be like, okay, uh, in three days I'm done with it and I'm putting it down forever. Um, I, I would rather them do something else or announce another spinoff game that's going to be, even like new Pokemon Snap was fun. Yeah. That's what I think. I think we've talked about what we wanted, what we expect to happen in our wildcard predictions. I think that's, I think it covers it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into the topic. We will be back with our poke of the episode. <laughs> And we are back with our Pokemon of the episode. This is National X Pokemon, Pokemon number 648, Meloetta, the Melody Pokemon. Its Pokemon Black's Pokedex entry states, 
Its melodies are sung with a special vocalization method that can control the feelings of those who hear it. Yeah, Meloetta is a very unique Pokemon, and it's one of those Pokemon that can change its own form uh, from normal psychic to normal fighting uh, with the use of its own move. I think that's... Uh, Relic Song. Relic, Relic Song. Song, that's the name of it. Which I think it learns through Level Up as yep, well as... Yep, it does. Yeah, I think it's just Level Up. But And it's currently in the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet games. I don't, It was the last Pokemon to, that people found. Because of mm-hmm. a, a weird way of getting it. Shark, would you mind going over how you can get this in your Scarlet and Violet DLC? Yeah. Yep. So how you get it is you have to go to the coastal biome in the Blueberry Academy. So you have to go beat all the game, beat the Teal Mask, blah, 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 get over into there. Then uh, there is an NPC that kind of alludes to how the story is. But basically, you go into coastal area. You, f- you have to find a spot where the uh, music dies down and that there's a breeze that swirls around you. There's a couple of spots that do that. You kind of you can take a look. You probably find it online generally, but basically just kind of listen for the background music to kind of get a little quieter and the and a breeze with little leave icons to swirl around you. Then once you're in that spot, you you do you spin your character around 10 seconds or more, you know, just kind of like where you would. Like back in Gen 8, you would spin around and you would do the little Charles uh, Leon pose. You just basically got to do that. Get your character spin around for 10 seconds. Then after you finish spinning, push down on the D-pad to pull out your camera. Get Change the camera filter to the sepia filter. Then spin around. Then you spin around in your camera. And then eventually you'll find Meloetta right behind you. And then you'll be able to... T- uh, well one take a picture but then you can be able to try to catch it this is so wild because it really sounds like one of those mew under the truck things but it's real yeah pretty (laughs) much i love it (laughs) i i adore it yeah no it's great it's like you know with the keldeo you had to basically uh back in sword and shield you had to get all the like Mm -hmm. the trio of them and you had to go to a certain spot where you get it? This one is yeah. without having the condition of any other Pokemon. But yeah, no, it's so cool that it's just like this complicated, but, you know, very awesome. It really story. feels like a mythical Pokemon, finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as we mentioned, Meloetta has two different forms <coughs> with the use of Relic Song. If you were to play with this Pokemon on, you know, uh, Showdown... It's the, one of the only ways you can put something to sleep now, because Relic Song doesn't always put something to sleep. It's a 10% chance it may put you to sleep. I think it always yeah. transforms, though. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, the differences between the forms are Meloetta base form, normal psychic, uh, has 128 special attack and 128 spadef, along with 90 speed, 77 attack, 77 defense. And when it transforms, it gets 128 attack, 128 speed, 90 defense, and the 77s go into the special stats. So it goes from a special attacker to a physical attacker, and it has the move pool to do some crazy things. Uh, it can be very versatile in many different ways. You can run it physical, you can run it special. Uh, the special sets don't usually run Relic Song. It's only for the physical sets, because you have to, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Terror Blast now, it has really good coverage all around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember I've, I've used this a lot in... Gen 8, I think it was, or Gen 7, just because I could throw an assault vest on it and it would just sit there and take a lot more hits than I expected. 
Yeah. Mm-mm. I think generally the special, just the base Meloetta yeah. is what people use just because it's Correct. a lot easier because you can you can actually use choice specs and choice scarf and all that. Yes. Mind, all that stuff. Well, yeah, and, and it gets and it has U turn for U turning shenanigans. I think, it, uh, let's see, as I look through its move pool right now, um, you know, Hyper Voice is your main stab for normal type. I don't think it gets a good normal physical move, which is its only problem there. But, well, I know. mean, it does now. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you if you if you run it physical and you and you use um, Terra Blast, you'd have to yeah. use Terra Blast. Yeah, on it, you'd have to Terra and be Terra normal, which is mm-mm, actually mm-mm. kind of funny because or just Terra, Terra Blast. Ah, uh, Terra Blast. I thought went off of your only when you Terra. Otherwise, oh. it's just it's just try attack without the anything without the extra effect. That's cool. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so. It's physical, uh, physical normal mood of his facade, but it's like facade close combat, and you'd have to have relics on because you have to transform it. But then probably mm-hmm. like it also has serene grace, so that ten percent relic song is actually twenty percent to put something to sleep. You get I'm trying to think of other good moves. It has all the punches for you know twenty percent drops on things or burns stuff. Yeah, uh, Thunderbolt, yeah. play it's rough. Your, it, it's your standard psychic type move set. Is the way I see it. You get a grass move, you get some fire coverage, potentially, and that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. I also got the fighting move pool, too, when you have yep. you have the punches. You actually got triple axle, which is... Triple axle is yeah, really cool. That's really good. <coughs> so, like, it, it has a lot of potential, and you can use it in many different ways. But it's definitely a fun mod that when you see it, you're like, what's this one going to do? Mm-mm. So, yeah. I think that's all from Meloetta. Anyone else have anything else they want to share on this fun little song? Well, it's, uh, it has a, a fun trivia. Since, uh, uh, since the effort value yields of the forms are different, Meloetta is the only Pokemon that has more than one unique effort value yield, <laughs> which is uh, funny. Uh, kind of useless since you don't really meet it in the wild. But <laughs> hold, this is the only time you can get it in the wild. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, but it's I don't know. It's kind of funny. It has a really good shiny. Like both yeah. forms get significantly better when they're shiny. Uh, it goes <laughs> yeah. from green hair to blue hair, right? Yeah. Uh, then, no, it well teal. Uh, teal. It goes from from green to teal. And the hair in the pirouette form, which is the reason you have to spin, is you're making a pirouette, and it's the pirouette. Yeah, um, and it goes like fuchsia from orange, uh-huh. which is a stark improvement as far as I'm concerned. Yes. <laughs> I will say, if you do fight it in the wild, it does grant one attack, one defense, and one speed EV. <laughs> Not that that matters, but you know, it's always fun when I see three different stats on an EV yield versus just like one or two. Yeah. Alright, I think it's that is really all strange. for Meloetta. Try it out. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. It, it's a fun Pokemon. We're hoping that it will sing us great songs into Pokemon Day. Woo! Fingers crossed. Yeah. Alright. Well, uh, we will be back with our mail bag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And we are back with our mailbag. 
As, of course, the Mailbag Selection is sponsored by Green Toros, the fictional energy drink, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! Woo! Uh, last week, they talked about the top five and worst, top five and bottom five legendaries. So, we have a couple of emails coming in about people's opinions about all of that. Uh, starting off, we have one from Barely Trying. How's it going, Puckle? Uh, Cody, aka Barely Trying here, and I'm here today to give you my personal opinion on the top and bottom five legendary. Let's hop right into it. Top five. Number one, Rayquaza. I stated my enjoyment for Rayquaza in the Dragon Mailbag, but I also wanted to add that Gen 3 was my first generation, and Rayquaza has been my favorite legendary since its release. I'm confident nothing will ever change that. Uh, makes sense. A lot of... I, I don't think I... There's a lot of Gen 3 people that really like Rayquaza. I mean, it's cool. It's strong. It has a cool role in the story. Uh, what's not to like? Great shiny, too. I think most people's favorite generation, like, just naturally coincides with their favorite legendary. That's my guess. Does that work for you guys? I'm just talking off the top of my head now. Because mm. mine's Gen 4, and I, and I love Palkia. I'm like, dang it, that, all that aligned. I honestly don't know, because my favorite legendary is a, a bit of a shifting thing. I do love Reshiram, and I do love Gen 5, but, you know, I also like Suicune, and I don't like Gen 2 all that much. Mm, Suicune's not a legendary, is it? Is it is, is legendary? It's not mythical? No, it's a legendary. Yeah, no, legendary trio. Yeah, it's a part of the trio. Fair enough. Shark, what about you? Does your legendary align with your favorite generation? Or am I making this up and making this a lot longer than it needs to be? I I, I think you might be right, but I'm not... Uh, there's a few legendaries that I know that aren't in generations that I'm not super into, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of close, because I think my favorite is Ho-Oh, and I love Jin too. Uh, back to the mailbag. <clears throat> Number two, Reshiram. I'm a sucker for elegant Pokemon, and honestly, this Pokemon has one of the best cries in the series. I got goosebumps the first time I heard it, and it heard it, and again, Blue Flare is one of, if not the best signature move in Pokemon. Is it still a signature move? I guess because Victini's only, Victini's only one, the other one that has it. Yeah, Blue Flare. Well, it's only on like le- only by event. Uh, number three, Dawn Wings Necrozma. Okay, now this is epic. No, but seriously, the colors on this alternate form legendary mix so perfectly. Easily the best alternate form legendary ever made. Four, Therian Enamorous. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> the little turtle. I love Enamorous, but I, I, I love the incarnate form. Easily the coolest legendary turtle ever made, and it's not even close. Is there any other legendary turtle? Oh, no. Okay. There's Terrapagos! Okay, yeah, no, no, no. That, that's just a wrong take right there, but I'll leave that for my thought. <laughs> uh, it's just a weird turtle cloud thing, but I wanted to defend myself here and say that I hate the incarnate form. I knew the genie trio was missing something and the incarnate form wasn't it. The turtle is cool, though, so it balances out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love the incarnate form. I don't like the Therion form, but I love that there's someone who loves the Therion form. That's why Pokemon's great, because everyone can have differing opinions. Yeah. And they're all right, except for the fact that it's not the coolest legendary turtle. Terrapagos is there. That's just... Anyways, uh, number five, Ho-Oh. It's the Phoenix version of a Pokemon, and it's so much better than Lugia. The only cool thing about Lugia is its shadow form. Back back to Ho-Oh. It's the only good Pokemon from Gen 2. Tyranitar has something to say. Ho- uh, Fur has something to say. Uh, sorry. And it- well, it depends on how you define good. Okay, <laughs> Scizor? Heracross? Anyways. Uh, honestly, I can't think of another good Pokemon from Gen 2, and I couldn't be more serious. 
Oh, barely trying. You are barely trying, Mare. <laughs> you're, you're a trying Claude's patient and not barely. Anyways, great. I do believe Shadow Lugia is really cool. Bottom five. Number one, Sil Valley. It's number one on this list because it shouldn't be a legendary. It's an okay Pokemon, but there's no reason it should be a legendary. You know, I don't disagree. Cali- uh, number two, Calyrex. This is the protagonist from Legend of Zelda, not a Pokemon. <laughs> It even rides a horse like characters from Legend of Zelda would. Glass Jar is cool. Also, it has stupid legs. <laughs> is that about Glass Jar or about Calyrex? I think it's about Calyrex. <laughs> okay. Aren't they just like little like st- st- like twigs or something? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're like little noodles. <laughs> Registeel. Easily the worst of the Reggie Quintet. Yes, even worse than Charizard Head Reggie. I hate it. I hate that it's so round when it easily could have been made more block-like the ice and rock are. And it doesn't, lo- doesn't look like it belongs with the other two OG Regis. Terrakion, another part of a legendary trio that doesn't seem like it matches up correctly. The other two stand tall and look important when it's there. Uh, when there's this one who looks like it struggles to look at the other two in the eye. It's just there to look intimidating, no other reason. So, okay, none of these are bad points. I have counter-arguments for many of them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I, I just I just love that there is someone who has such different opinions. <laughs> I, I just adore it. And bottom five, number five, Lugia. It's such an afterthought compared to its counterpart. Uh, is there a bigger gap between the importance of a legendary pair than these two? Exactly. Uh, there isn't. Plus, just like everyone says, why isn't it water type? Yes, I know the answer, but I've seen Pokemon and their types have changed, so they can do it here. You know what? They should make it a water and fighting so it can justify those huge hands. Okay. So, (laughs) is there a bigger gap between the importance of a legendary pair than these two? They made a whole movie around Lugia. (laughs) How would you got nothing? Exactly. I was going to say, who who got a whole movie and who got a five seconds cameo in the anime? Yeah, like, is there a bigger gap? Like, that is one of the biggest like, claims I've ever heard is that Lugia is an afterthought compared to Ho-Oh. Like, I understand liking one more than the other, but, like, Lugia has gotten so much more hype in the series overall than Ho-Oh ever has. It's true, but it's also not incorrect if you look at it from the inside the story perspective. Ho-Oh has an entire city that has lore related to it. It made the legendary trio. It's it's got the whole thing with the rainbow. Lugia does have a lot less if you're just inside the story. If you are looking purely at the game. But that's a completely valid perspective. Yes. If you look at the anime, you look at the movie, like they bring in Lugia several times just just because they can. But if you look just at the games, which is a perfectly valid perspective, this is not incorrect. <laughs> so? Uh, yes, sure. See, it's fascinating that it, that statement is true both ways around, depending on how you look at it. It's amazing. I love it. Um, honest, uh, so yeah, that's my honest to God list, and I'm curious to see what y'all's thoughts are on the list. Uh, honorary mention to Dialga and Galarian Moltres, they're easily top six and seven for me. Until the next list, have a wonderful rest of your week. Well, thank you, Barely Trying. Um, up next, uh, we have Winsicott. Yep. I have an email from Logan, a.k.a. Boots. 
Yeah, uh, it's Boots, but it's Logan in the Discord, but it's also Logan, but it's Logan, a.k.a. Boots. Uh, and the email says, hey gang, Boots here. I have been listening religiously for a few months now, and I thought I'd contribute to the mailbag. What? Welcome to the mailbag. Thank you for your contribution. Um, my top five legendaries are five Moltres, four Regirock, probably because of the un uh uh meme. <laughs> okay. Um, three is Koraidon, two is Lunala, and one is Kyogre, uh, which would be Primal Kyogre if it was available. Um, my bottom five legendaries are five tornadoes, four Galarian Zapdos. It is just so ugly. They absolutely massacred my yellow bird man. Oh. <laughs> um, three Tapu Bulu, two Cosmoem, and number one is a tie between Monkey Dory and Pheasant DVD. Someone did not like the new legend. <laughs> and I don't disagree. <laughs> I also don't like them. These are just my opinions. I really hope none of you are mad at me. Haha. <laughs> no, we're not mad. <laughs> Definitely not mad. No. As much as we sound mad, we're not actually mad. It's just Pokemon's a way of expressing thoughts and feelings, and it's fine for anyone to have any fair. Yeah. I really love the variety. Uh, thanks for reading, Lucan. Great. All right. Uh, last up, we have Shark. All right. With Red Metal Mantis. Catch that Carablast Thatch and Puckle cast. What's up, Puckle Crew? <laughs> Catch that Carablast, Thatch and Puckle Cast. That's a new one. I like that. All right. If you come up with more of these, anyone listening, send them in. These are these are fun. This is what makes things entertaining. This is how you get your email read. All right. Um, over the last year, I've sent over a couple emails, and I'm glad you guys have generally enjoyed them. So I guess I'll short up introduce myself a little bit for this one. I started playing around the same time most of you did during Gen 1. I played in Gen 3 and then stopped for a while. I kept seeing photos of new Pokemon during the years and I stopped and I distinctly remember seeing Lucario and thinking it was some kind of legendary. I also saw Vanillix and said, wow, this is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> then one day I bought a Switch with my adult money and played Switch and fell back in love with the franchise. Since then, I've been playing the TCG, playing old games I missed, and I've been listening to the podcast to help catch up over the last 12 years. Uh, now, my opinions about legendaries. I think they shouldn't be as accessible as they are in newer games. I don't think there's any merit to beating the Elite Four with only a Pokemon DT. It's like bringing a gun to a pillow fight. It's just not fair. I think that's valid for just like pre, like for main game. Post game, I think they should be very accessible just because you want some in each gen, but. To each their own. Like, I remember growing up, I used to always use my Pokemon deity or whatever it is to fight things. And then I'm like, oh, that's too easy. Let me make life harder. I mean, you don't have to bring it to the Elite Four. It's nice to have the option for those who want it. Yeah, but you don't want to put the main like box art behind a lot of tasks. It's like when you, yeah, you see the Pokemon on the cover and you think this Pokemon is the reason I'm getting the game. And then you only get it when the game is over. It doesn't feel nice. That's true, too. This email's starting to get too long, so here's my top and bottom five. Top five, Rayquaza, Groudon and Kyogre's Babysitter, plus the Delta episode is the best post-game story. <laughs> Ooh, I think I agree. It's not wrong, because you do get to go up and do some pretty good fights, and then you go up into space. You haven't gone into space in any other Pokemon games, so... It's like, so I think it it is the best post-game story, it's not the best post-game content, because it's not 
as cool as its story would deserve it to be. Let's put it that way. Because it's just a lot of go here and then go there and then go back here again. I think if they if they had like done the Delta episode with the level of story immersion that we have for the DLCs in Gen 9. That would have been nuts. All right. Uh, Reggie Drago. All other Reggies are pretty boring. Plus, it's a literal Dragon Ball. <laughs> Galarian Motris. OG Moltres was just a spicy chicken. This is a big upgrade. Plus, props to this Pokemon for the best art rare card in TCG. Mm-hmm. Xerneas. It's a great introduction to the fairy, fairy type. Is Yidrasil, Is it Yidrasil, the world tree? Or is it a reindeer with Christmas lights? Either way, it's a good design. 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Giratina. Yes, this is how you make a Pokemon as a villain. It's got big final boss energy. Plus, it's the only one with the good origin form. Agreed. Fair. Fair. And now, bottom five. The whole Lake tree Trio. They're just discount muse. They are. <laughs> the problem is they actually are. Regigigas. Your mama's so fat, Regigigas told her to slow down. <laughs> That's not what I expected to see in the pelvic. Wow. Zygarde. This is just a Digimon. <laughs> or if it's shiny, it's toothpaste. Uh, enamorous. Hey, Frieza, wrong anime. Excuse you. Um, <laughs> no, do not compare my girl to Frieza. No. <laughs> I see it. Volcanian. Dog with a hose. Somehow worse than dog with a shield. Agreed. It's a dog? It's not. It's it's a beast. Uh, it's it's not, but I, I mean, it's on four legs and it has a hose. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it's not, that's not far off. It's less, uh, sure. Hope you have an awesome weekend, Red Mint Metal Mantis. Thank you. Oh, God. And thank you for the loves. <laughs> All right. So who do we want to? I think that's probably the, the yeah, who, that's who we think should get the badge. <laughs> oh, that's difficult because one gave us a lot of discussion and the other gave us a lot of loves. So, hmm. Red Metal Mantis already has a Green Taurus badge. That settles it. Uh, so which one are we going with? Uh, uh, where'd he go? Yep, barely trying. Barely trying. You get the Green Tauros badge this week. Yay! Yay! So, make sure you write in next week and tell us your thoughts on Pokemon Day. Um, just because by the time this episode comes out, Pokemon Day will be the next day. So either give us what you think is going to happen and see if it does, or do a comparison of what you thought would happen versus what actually happened. Thoughts on what actually happened. Pokemon Day thoughts in general. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. As always, uh, you can check us out on Discord, on Discord, uh, YouTube, and Twitch at The Puckle Podcast. There's also Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, all of them. Every, all the social medias, we are there. I think it's either Puckle Podcast or The Puckle Podcast. Come hang out with us. We don't bite very hard. We're just, you know, a friendly group of people who like to play some Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on, on that note, I've been Claude9. I have been the Fluffiest Swimsicut. And I've been the Shark Finnegan. And until next time, smell you later.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.